Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Hey, Tom. Sorry, I messed up. Oh, there you are. Do, 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 do. So if you're watching the podcast, good good luck with that. If you're listening to the podcast, usually Tom goes right from a really good opening slide right to me doing my little gyrations. And today we kind of messed it up. So I had to gyrate twice. So I'm I'm over gyrated for today. <laughs> yeah, you probably used that word two times too many. <laughs> it's all right. It is kind of what's real. So I like the phrase over gyrated, though. <laughs> It's good. I don't think it's real, but I like it. I don't know. If you've ever watched TikTok or some of these Instagram things, people are definitely over gyrating. <laughs> Not going to go me. So, so Tom, I want to start with the most important thing today. How did your presentation go yesterday? If because you told us yesterday you had some self doubt the day before, you got some coaching to work through it. And you felt better about it yesterday. So you gave your presentation yesterday afternoon. How did it go? Uh, it, it went well, I think. You know, I, I think that um, I got some good feedback. Okay. Some couple of people, one person said it was the best presentation they were in all day. So that was, it was nice. And, you know, that's, and a, a bunch of people stuck around. Like they were commenting at the end and commenting throughout. And so I felt like, um, I felt like I did the best I could do with what I had. And, you know, now think- one of the markers that you set for it was there were some opportunities for people to um, dig a little deeper into what you do. And you right. saw some results from that, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. You know, I think one of the things with presentations I try to do is provide them with resources, next steps and resources, kind of like we do here. And, uh, you know, so I've offered a few things that they could take advantage of. Uh, that were all complimentary, and a number of people were very interested in a workbook around the topic that I was discussing. And so I think that was a sign that they found value in what I was talking about. And uh, and a few people have made some comments off to the side or sent me emails about wanting to connect about something else. And so it was, um, all in all, I thought it went well. And, and, and how I, did you celebrate this success, Tom? How did I celebrate this success? My daughter made a peanut butter pie. So I had last night a piece of peanut butter pie from the day before. So I love it. There you go. That's perfect. I like it. Well, congratulations. That's great. Well, and I think it's interesting. You know, I got to the point where I was like, I think this whole idea of it's about taking the action is has really settled in with me. And I got to the point yesterday where like, it's going to be what it's going to be. And the most important thing is that I do it. I put out what information I wanted to share so I could add value to the world. And then I would step away and say, okay, what went well? What didn't go as planned? And what would I do differently? And I think that was just a really helpful mindset to go into 
into the presentation because it took away all the expectations as we've been kind of talking about for the last couple of weeks. And it was more just about, I know that I have something here of value to share. I'm going to do the best I can to share it. And then I'm going to see what I learned from that. And I think that that just made me so calm yesterday, even mm-hmm. though, so there was, you know, they're going through this app for this conference and I guess, and I didn't realize the speakers were supposed to log in through a special link that they had given us, not just through the, the app to get into the room, even though it said they'll let you in the room shortly. And I didn't get into the room until literally as the thing was supposed to start at 3.05. And so there was a little bit of stress around that. <laughs> and at the same time, it was not I think had I been more worried about the results, I would have been unbelievably stressed and thinking like, oh, I can get my slides squared away once I get in and people are going to be in the room and they're going to be waiting and they're going to be disappointed. And well, I didn't go down that path. It's just like, it's, it's there. I'm going to, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be able to share. I think what I have to share has value. And some people are going to like it. Some people are going to love it. And some people are going to be, be like, oh, okay, man, that was nice, but maybe not be as as impacted by it. So I think that whole mindset was uh, very comforting, I guess is a good way to put it, because I just didn't feel the stress that I might otherwise have. Well, and just to tie on a little to that, when you were having self-doubt, you were really stuck in your head. When we talked about two days ago, you were really struggling. As we talked about, we talked about twice yesterday. The second time we talked about yesterday around 12.30, you were completely calm. And the things that we were talking through at that point were simple word choices. Right. That you you had it down at that point. And I think that's the thing. You powered through the self-doubt. We all have it. Sure. It's just what you do with it. You... You reached out and said, hey, I'm really, I'm really trying to figure this out. Can you help me figure this out? Do you have time? And we talked through it. I didn't solve it for you. I just listened mostly and just said, well, Tom, what about this? Have you considered this? I'm a little fuzzy here. I know what you're trying to say, but is there a way you can say, would this word work better for you? And I think that helping us clarify what's going on in our head, because sometimes, like you said, you have so many things up in your head going through. It's hard to process them. And for you folks who have not did not watch yesterday's program, I can't remember what episode yesterday, Tom. Episode yesterday was 320. No, 400. Three, sorry. 431, I believe. Was okay. If you want to go back and and really dig into self-doubt and really talk about what it causes and how it moves forward, Tom did a really nice job of explaining to us what he was going through in preparing this presentation. And it it applies to all of us. He's no he's no different than you, he's no different than me. It's just so if you want to go back to that and see that and then see the difference, the biggest difference to me is yesterday he was concerned about the presentation a bit. Today, even though he gave it, he's like, yeah, whatever. Hey, what? And, and and there were lessons to learn from it, right? What's a oh, lesson? Just so we can model what we're talking through, Tom. What's a lesson you can learn from having given it yesterday? 
Well, there's, I think there's a lot of lessons. Um, you know, one is, and I've just found this every time we do this, it's, it's good to talk through it with someone else because, and one of the things you shared with me, and I think this would be true for all speakers, we know our content better than anyone else that we're going to present it to. Unless you're doing maybe like a, uh, a college doctoral presentation and the other people in the room are experts. I mean, that's probably a little bit different, although you know information that they don't know, likely. So, you know, I think, but in most cases, you're sharing your content, which you know more intimately than anyone else. And, and that would also be, just to jump in, a sales call, that would be a meeting with your board, that would be a team meeting of your huddle group at work. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're the one leading it. You're the one. Now, well, there's lots of different situations where it might not be exactly the case. And most you are. You are the one who is sharing what you know. And I think what's interesting about that is that, you know, and you said it to me a couple of times um, because I've been thinking about the content for a year and a half or more. There's no way that anyone in the room is going to be anywhere close to understanding it unless I really break it down. Then it has to go back to like the beginning and really, you know, go step by step by step and not assume that they and assume that they know nothing about this, that they are coming into this cold with some perspective. I mean, there was a title and a description, so they had an idea of what the conversation might be about. And they didn't know how I was going to present it. And so I think that was one of the key things. I think the other key thing was make sure you always read the instructions about how to get into the room. Because <laughs> uh, I literally logged in 20 minutes before and I'm just sitting there waiting. And it's like, what's going on here? Um, and then I think, you know, it's always interesting um, the questions that you get and how you respond to them. You know, I, I think someone asked a question near the end that had nothing to do with the topic. And, you know, I could have easily have not looked at it and just gone by. And I think the person was appreciative that I actually took the question and responded to it, even though it had nothing to do with the topic, it had to do with the overall topic of the conference in some regards, but. So but it also suggests that that person thought that you were someone who had knowledge that could help them through that situation. I always, when I speak or when I'm giving a presentation to a potential client and they go, I know this isn't your area, but what do you think about this? Sure. I always think, wow, this is a no like and trust situation where they really do trust me because now they're deepening that and saying, I know you're over here, but I think you might be able to help me over here. Yeah. I think that's a real good sign. And in presentations, I always take that as a sign that I've that resonates with people and that they really do consider me to be worth the investment of time. Because why would you ask a person, you know, eh, who cares what Tom says? So, Tom, we are way off track. We kind of flip flop things, but that's OK. I like it. Um, can you briefly summarize our topic and get us to the celebration part? Because I know I say this every day, but you're going to love today's celebration. Waffles and chick fried chicken are going to be hard to beat <clears throat> from yesterday. So chicken and waffles, National Chicken and Waffle Day from yesterday. Yes, I think I've got a better one. It's going right. to it's going to resonate with what we do a lot. Okay, so welcome everyone. If you haven't figured out, this is today's antidote. Thank you for joining us either via podcast or watching the live stream. 
or the replay stream on Twitter, Facebook, and um, YouTube. Sorry, I forgot our third, our other venue. So we hope as you're going through this, if you like it and you enjoy the content you get, that uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you will rate us um, and share it with your family and friends. Because we know that there's value out there and someone may be out there looking exactly for what we're sharing. So if you could do that, that would be helpful. And we hope that if you are watching this and have the ability to add comments, please do. It helps our show and it will also help others who are watching it too. So our topic this week has been driving doubt away. We talked about doubt last week and it was it was interesting, I think, and helpful to go back and say, all right, well, let's now, how do we maybe start to address the, the challenges that we faced? And, you know, we talked about kind of what it means and we talked about how celebrations can can change that, how understanding can make a difference. And it's interesting, you know, as we sometimes I feel we talk about these difficult topics and I think we do a pretty good job of not just brushing them by and making them feel like they're easy to address. And because I think it could be very easy to be like, oh, yeah, here's all you need to do. Uh, It's not that big a deal. Doubt. You know, we all have it. Get over it and move on. Get over it and move on. (laughs) Correct. And, you know, and then so we shared some tips this week about how to deal with it, how to drive it away. And again, could be easily like, yeah, it's so easy. Just do X. And I think the challenge is that's not always the case. And so today we want to talk about, you know, when it's difficult to drive doubt away and what are maybe some of the experiences we've had with that and think about how we move forward. Before we get to that, though, because I'm dying to know what today's national celebration is, we will celebrate what as we do at the almost start of every show. So, Bob, what are you celebrating today? I am celebrating the um, incredible insights that sometimes come to you when you're doing the most innocuous things in the world. I was putting dishes away this morning before a meeting and I was thinking about the meeting and I had an epiphany about the person I was meeting with that was really powerful, that changed the whole discussion for me and shifted things in a different way. And I was literally putting away the dishes, just thinking I got this meeting in five minutes, am I gonna get all the dishes away in time? And then it just popped into my head like that. And I think a lot of times in my past, I would have discounted that. I'm focused on putting away the dishes, worry about the dishes, Bob. But I stopped to think through that. And I think that's one of the things that's really evolved for me in my life is to, Things come to me in the weirdest of times. And often it's when you're doing the most mundane things that these great big thoughts come in, you know, like driving. You've said before, you like to drive because it's when you can think. You're stuck. You're in a metal box. You're moving. You're looking at scenery. It gets kind of boring. And your mind has time to percolate and come up with things. So I'm celebrating the fact that the power of that, which sometimes I discount and sometimes I... I just don't give it the 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 resonance it should. Excellent. Good to hear. Yeah, and I would agree. I think that's, that's the when my mind slows down, it actually speeds up. Figure that out. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. So I'm celebrating. Uh, I'm gonna celebrate this week. Um, not our topic, but you know, this week is one of those weeks you like to have in some ways, and in some ways they can be stressful. That I had a presentation yesterday. Um, I have 
a presentation tomorrow and I get to facilitate a meeting. It's kind of a presentation tomorrow afternoon. So it's three things that I love to do and I get the chance to do them this week in a very short time frame. So that's while I love it, it's also like, okay, you can't take a whole lot of time to celebrate, take a little bit to celebrate one. And now I got to move on to the next and then the next. So that's, um, and so I'm going to take this moment to celebrate the fact that this, this week I get to do something I really enjoy doing three times. And there's a lot of work that got you there. Oh, this is not like a throwaway, you know, I know the work it takes to get to present to organizations. And the fact that you're in front of two of them this week and facilitating a third is pretty serious stuff. Yeah, it's great. I'm excited about it. Um, so, all right. You got to let us know because I'm dying to know what today's national holiday today is. Today is Get to Know Your Customer Day. Ah. And I love that idea. I love the idea of getting to know our customers. I think it is one of the single most overlooked aspects, definitely for new businesses, new organizations, but even well-established because our customers change. I've done some work in the lumber industry and the lumber industry clings to a business model in a lot of cases that goes back 50, 70, 80 years. And they're struggling with the idea that a lot of their customers don't see the difference between a hardwood floor and a laminate floor. Mm -hmm. And the laminate floor is cheap, uh, more expensive to put in sometimes, but easier to care for. And you can have any color under the sun. So if you want a magenta that just matches that tiny fleck in your Corian counter, you can do it in a way that's harder with natural wood. However, long-term, natural wood is a better investment and it gives a different resonance. But that's an industry that really struggles with the fact that young people don't recognize the difference. It just doesn't matter to them. And that's not to say young people are right or wrong. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I remember when microwaves were a big deal. And it's like, you know, who cares if they have an oven? Where do we put the microwave? Sure. This is, and so getting to know our customers is not just getting to know them when we start something, it's growing as they grow, as they understand our issues, as they understand our challenges more, what's the next thing they face? This is something you and I have to do every week with our pot, with our broadcast. Sure. What's the next thing? How many times do we say that in the process of thinking it through, what's the next hurdle that they're going to face and how can we help them overcome it? We're constantly learning about that. You know, we, we were dissecting your presentation yesterday. What did you learn from that, Tom? Did you get a transcript of the comments? Because we want to know our customer better. Right. And, and that's really the key to being more successful. It's not giving, you know, putting more widgets out there. It's, it's putting the widget that helps the person with the problem they have. Yeah, very cool. No, I like this day. You know, I think that's a it's, an, it's a critically important thing. And I think, you know, one of the things you said right away is that it's always changing and it's always different, right? Every customer, the challenge is every customer, every client, every employee, they're different. And so it takes time to get to know them so that you really understand what it, it what are their challenges, what are they trying to overcome and how can you help find help them find solutions? Um, so it is it's a great thing. So it'll be interesting. It'd be interesting to hear what people are doing today 
to get to know their customers. Better. I will put something in our uh, Ring Renegades Facebook group, which you might know is a private group. We'll explain to you later why that is, but I'll put a question there. What are you doing today to get to know your customers on Get to Know Your Customer Day? I, I like it. All right, so now let's dive back into our topic. Um, <laughs> this so, is like upside down show day. <laughs> interesting idea. We could do that at some point. Used to uh, do it when I was a camp counselor. We used to have backwards day. You got dinner first? Dinner first, dessert first, then the dinner, and then, yeah, all through the day. If they, if the kids had swimming at 9 a.m., they had it at like 5 p.m. They loved it. It was, And it was so easy. Right. Just changes things up, which is good. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to shake it up a little bit. So as we think about... I was shaking gyrating. it up. You were gyrating again. <laughs> I, Sorry. I don't know if that's called gyrating or not. Someone else would have to define that. Um, I believe the word was spastic movements. <laughs> that's a good description. Uh, so thinking about driving doubt away. I have a lot of doubt now. Yes, go ahead. Uh, yes. You know, I think, as I mentioned, I think sometimes we talk about things. And I think people, a lot of people do it. People who have solutions. Sometimes share. Yesterday, I was sharing a solution to a challenge that made it sound like, oh, yeah, just, you know, here's a couple of suggestions. And if you do a few of these, you'll be fine. And so often, I think while that is true, in some cases, it's not always true. And for some that it's difficult to, to drive away doubt sometimes. And so I think thinking about, you know, what does that look like? And, you know, maybe what are some possible things to do to address that um, would be a good part of our discussion today. So what are your thoughts on that, Bob? My thoughts are you can't drive doubt away completely. It's there. It's how you understand your doubts and address them. So that I'll be honest with you, you're doing two presentations this week to two different groups and a third facilitate thing. That is a great week. Part of me is jealous. I have self-doubt about my ability as a speaker when I hear you're doing that. A little bit. It just pops up. And so rather than, it's no big deal, like, oh, you just, okay, why is this coming up for me? Because I really respect Tom. Tom and I do a lot of the same things. The group that he spoke to yesterday didn't want me to speak to them. They rejected my request. But those are the things that cause self-doubt, right? When you go out and meet with a customer five or six times, and then they go, you know what? I'm sorry. I bought my widget down the street from your competitor. You can't help but have a little, what the heck? Why not me? And so I have a little bit of that going on. But I realized that doesn't help me get where I want to go. I can use it to slow me down and be like, Tom's so much better than me. I can't, I can't hold a candle to Tom. I should just sit back. Or I can take another approach. And my approach over the last 72 hours has been, I've helped Tom get here in some ways. Tom's success is my success. If Tom goes out there, if one little thing I said to you about you can't bring them to where you are, if that if that changed it for you, 
I've had a great success. And maybe self-doubt goes away when we say, you know what, even though the customer wasn't the right customer today, I helped them understand what the right choice was for them. Right. And I gave them a comparison. And in the end, they got the right thing. You speaking yesterday to that organization, in retrospect, you would be far better at it than me. I totally get that. Be different. It also gives me the opportunity to say, what could I do to get in a place to do that next year? I can use it to inspire me and to cause me to think of things in different ways. What are the rubrics that they use to pick people? Tom's been involved in the group for a number of years. He's on some super special secret committee thing that I can't find anything out about because, you know, I'm not him. And he's, you know, clearly greased the skin. No, I'm kidding. He, he's, he's part of that organization, just like there's a group that I belong, that I'm part of, and they're going to have me speak every year. Recognizing that takes the self-doubt away because otherwise it crops up. And I, we all, maybe it's not that your friend is speaking where you would love to speak. Maybe it's your competitors getting the customer. Maybe your employee got to go on the trip or to the conference and you didn't get to. Maybe someone got promoted over you. Sure. And those are causes of self-doubt. And what I've discovered is rather than, oh, I'm so terrible, I hate myself, what did I do wrong? It's okay, what made it possible for this person to get there? And sometimes just luck. And Absolutely. as I think of luck, part of I've been really lucky at times in my career. And I usually don't step back and go, hey, that was really fortunate. I was really lucky. The group I was talking about that I do some work with, I was lucky enough a, a relative was involved with that group on the board. So he knew all the right connections. There's one that you, if you and I competed for that spot, I would have gotten it. You wouldn't have. Yeah, absolutely. So it balances out. And that's, but for a moment, there's self-doubt. But when I go through and say, some of it's luck, some of it's just he's better suited to it. Maybe it's not my time to do it. That's when I can overcome the self-doubt. It never goes away. Every time you get an opportunity to speak, Tom, a little bit of self-doubt rolls through me. Every time. It will. Sure. Well, I think that's natural. I mean, I think that we think, well, why didn't I see that? Why didn't I be, why wasn't I a part of that? Why, what step did I miss? that yep. I could have taken that would have allowed me to be better positioned for that. Yep. Um, yeah. And I, I think that, you know, it's, it just goes back to my whole week is it was hard to get over some of the doubt I had. And, and I think, you know, a couple of the things that really helped um, one was talking with somebody about, you know, because I think they give you, they just offer a different perspective and they allow you to, to, think differently, that it opens your mind a little bit to what are the other options that you can consider. I was sharing that with the group yesterday is that, you know, when you're, when you're not quite sure what's going on, usually it's because you're right in here and you're very focused. When you talk to someone else, they're going to share from a very different, what's real for them is different. And so it, if you allow it, it will allow you to expand what you're looking at. And I think that was I think because of our relationship, I was able to listen to what you had to say and allow that to become a part of it and not just say, no, that's not right. This is what I have to do. This is the way I want to do it. 
you know, Bob understands but doesn't understand. I think when we are open to hearing from others, it can expand where we're at and that can help us just look at things differently. I think the other thing that helped is not always just fighting through it, trying to fight through it, is to step away. You know, when I, a couple of times, once I went outside and I was just thinking through it and it was helpful. And then when I went to bed and didn't think about it at all, I came up with something clear. Um, so I think there are always going to be times when doubt is really hard to get over. And I think, you know, some of the times it's whether you talk about it more, I think is one possible thing, or you talk about it less, you think about it less and see how that changes things changes your perspective on it when you either dive deeper into the topic and open up to some other possibilities or you just completely step away and allow your mind to sort of reset and then maybe you'll find a different type of clarity around what you're struggling with. I think there's a third part of that also. When you talk it out with someone else, you hear yourself saying things. Sure. And in my mind, there are a lot of ideas percolating and spinning all at one time. But when I have to explain something to you, I have to compress that into logic and share it. And how many times have you, you know, you did a couple of times when we were talking through your presentation. It's like, wait a second. Hold on. And you heard yourself say it out loud and you caught yourself and said, wait a second. I see this opportunity. I think that's the that's when we share it with another person. We have to set some constraints. It has to make sense in in enough that it's not just ideas in our head. But so, Bob, I'm thinking of doing it this way. As you were talking through that, you were thinking through it in a different way. Sure, absolutely. And I think that's part of part of the benefit of coaching. It's part of the benefit of having a partner. It's part of the benefit of having friends that will help you is they hear it. And sometimes I, I know my wife's done it. I'm talking through something and she's reading the book. She's looking out the window. We're driving. She's, she's half paying attention because she knows it has nothing to do with her. It's just, I've got to process it. And when the words come out, I, it'll, that's not what I meant. What am I thinking? Sure. So I think that's it as well. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Since we've this episode has been all over the place a little bit and some great tips and strategies inside of it, let's offer one more. What's your one thing, Bob? I think it's what I've come to discover, that if you have a network of people that you can trust, when you get into a situation where you're having self-doubt, that's the time to call them in and be open and honest about it. And it's funny um, how often the person will say to you, yeah, you know, I have the same feelings. You're like, oh my God, I thought I was the only person. And that liberation of just knowing you're not alone can be so incredibly valuable. Sure. Sure. I would 100% agree. Um, and I would add, and I don't know that this is helpful. I was thinking about this, but this is what I got thinking about is that, you know, one of the things we have doubt usually around things that matter. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that sometimes it's hard to drive that away means that whatever we're trying to do matters and it's important to us. And we want to make sure that we do it in a way that is going to 
fairly represent who and what we are and what we want to share. And so I think that sometimes under sometimes having some doubt, make sure that you work even harder to ensure that you figure it out. If that makes any sense. I don't know that I'm making. Well, I think let me see if I can take a stab at because it's a really great point. If it didn't matter, you wouldn't have doubt. The fact that you have doubt means it matters. What I usually do is say to myself, "Okay, this matters. Why does this matter to me? Well, I'm speaking to a new audience and they don't know me and I feel like an outsider in this group and I'm not sure it's a good fit. And that's like, whoa, whoa, time out. They chose me. They saw what I have to offer. Someone, some committee, some board thinks Bob's worth having, giving him an hour of our time. That's what I cling to. Right. Someone saw value in me, even though I'm questioning myself. I, someone thinks there's something good for me. And just like if someone calls you and says, hey, I'm interested in your company maybe helping me. That That means... They see value. And often I think we we spend more time, oh, we're not a good fit. We're not a good fit. We're bad. We're not what they want and we're not where they want. But if we have that discussion and better understand them, that's what I think ultimately takes self-doubt away, especially when it matters. Yeah. And I think that if you remember, you wouldn't be in the situation you were in if, as you sort of you said, that people didn't recognize the value you have to offer. And so that that may help with some confidence to be like, okay, there is a reason that I have been asked to do this, whatever it is. There is a reason that I have this opportunity. Someone somewhere felt that there was value in what I had to offer. So, okay, let me focus on that part of it and maybe get the confidence that I need to help push through the doubt that's going on. Nice. Wow. This... This is definitely one for the uh, the um, what's the thing that you put in the ground? The time cap time capsule. Wonder if they still do this. Sure, people still do those all the time. There's one from my third grade that would be really fun to pull out. Do you know where you planted it? I know where I went to school, but I it was a school thing. So they they took stuff from everyone. There's there's a you know rolled up copy of the yearbook. It's probably something that they were leaving for like 50 years from now. So you're probably pretty close to when they're going to pull it out and open it. I would be spot on in the next year if that's the case. <laughs> Maybe you want to reach out and find out, hey, I know we did this time capsule. When are you going to un- open I can it? hear now. <laughs> yeah. it so was you said that. Timer. <laughs> I went to a, where was I? Why was I there? Um, at Hamilton, they opened up a, t- uh, a time capsule that had been put in the ground from like, I forget when. Like the twenties or something like that. Oh wow! Not the twenty twenties, but the nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was so. I mean, people were so excited to see what was going to be in there. You know, and they opened it up, and there were some interesting things. I mean, nothing like, oh my gosh, this is in here, and now this is you know the Babe Ruth rookie <laughs> card or something like that. Um, and yet, the excitement around what it could have been was fascinating. So. Yes. Remember when Geraldo Rivera opened some tomb or something on national TV and it and it was no big deal? Yeah. Well, that's typically because, you know, it'd be like if someone if we put this away in 50 years from now, somebody said, (laughs) hey, I just found this. They put this away like it was something special because you imagine. Right. Right. Those 
you put in there, everybody thinks like, well, this is really great. And somebody in 50 years will want to know exactly what we were like. And they open it up and they're like, fine. It's a sweatshirt. Right. It's a sweatshirt. It's a program from, you know, some whatever. It's an old yearbook. <laughs> the um, barbershop quartet. Correct. All right. We've definitely now moved beyond where we were planning to go, I think. Although we never really have a big plan. So we hope that you have enjoyed this show that is kind of a little bit like backwards today. Um, <laughs> and we hope that, um, you, if you have thoughts or ideas, you'll feel free to share them in the comments, or you can join our Ring of Renegades Facebook group. If you're already a member, you can share your comments in there. But if you want to join, it's easy to do. You just go to Facebook and search for Ring of Renegades. As Bob mentioned it's earlier, it's private. So you just have to ask to join and tell us why you're a renegade. And then you can become a part of our growing community. With that, we hope that you have a great day. And we will look forward to seeing you either inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group or we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time for our next edition of today's antidote. Have a great day, everyone. Discoveries of the week tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Your favorite day. It is my favorite day. All right. Hey, embrace the renegading you. Thanks. I thought you were going to forget and then we because we didn't do it at the beginning on reverse day. No, I, I got it. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.